Have you ever lost track of time? Ever been deep in a binge session of an awesome show and then suddenly it's two in the morning? Or maybe you're driving along on autopilot when you realize, hey, I'm already here. It takes a moment or two, but you snap back and get your bearings. Happens to us all, right? After one of these momentary lapses, did you ever feel not quite right? Did the people around you start treating you differently? Did they see you as a completely different person or maybe think you're not even a person at all? If so, then maybe you were taken by the fairies. Ranging from mischievous tricksters to straight-up evil, these creatures are not your daughter's delightful disnified sprites. They are to be feared and respected, and they are some weird. Don't be picking me berries. But she's like, no, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, you weirdo. If that's true, I guess my life is going to be very good. Because we were all worshiping the devil. What's the deal with bread? People are throwing ducks at blue. Butter. She went out in the woods and came back a month later. Also an interesting story to have a, a funeral at dawn. What's their goal in life? <laughs> no, I will confuse you. Oh my god, he's been petrified. All the non-smoking babies I've ever heard of. The cure for old ages is a shovel. I notice you're all smoking pipes. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Some Weird Podcast. And this week we are going to be talking about the fairies. Yes. I'm Barry. And I'm Chrissy. And where we grew up in Newfoundland, the legend of the fairies was well known, even for people of our age. When we started doing this and I started talking to a couple people, this is one of the most interesting things of this whole thing is that the fairies was not newfoundland wide thing and i didn't know that until recently no i i kind of was under the impression um originally that the fairies were part of like you know newfoundland cultural heritage um all over but not so much it's really kind of localized mostly to uh conception bay area i'm not sure why that is yeah i have no idea but like i said i, I spoke to my wife my wife's from the Bjorn peninsula she has never ever heard of this she said, not with fairies i don't know what you're talking about tinkerbell no this is not a tinkerbell situation which is really strange because you can't even say like people in cbn they're more from like irish descent perhaps but like look at her family they're definitely irish yeah, but sure but she's like no i don't have a clue what you're talking about you weirdo yeah, and so like we asked a bunch of other people. Like I asked a friend of mine from Bozentia. He's kind of heard of it, but not really. Friend in Cornerbrook, never heard of it. Some people in Central, never ever heard tell of this before. So that really blew my mind because I, I thought, like you said, if the fairies was a part of Newfoundland is, is the, getting screeched in or, or whatever the case may be, but that is not the case at all. Let's talk about sort of the origins of, of the fairies. So the fairy lore was brought by the Irish, English, and Scottish settlers they settled all over the province, but through the history of Newfoundland, each community was a little bit isolated from others. So if you're if you're talking about Conception Bay North versus like the Buren Peninsula, they may as well have been different countries, right? Like exactly. space-wise. Even if you think about it, if you go from town to town in Newfoundland, you might hear a completely different accent. Oh, I mean, you go from you go from Island Cove to Shearstown to Butlerville, you get three different accents, and that's uh, right, and that's. Drive. And that's like a 10 minute drive. Exactly. So it, maybe it's not so surprising that this, you know, fairy lore was sort of centralized or localized to a certain area. Yeah. This is something that I found interesting and I hope it's surprising to you. The First Nations people, they also had a type of fairies in their lore. They had a, a very eerily similar story about we people kind of live in parallel and underground to them in their tradition. Oh that were like tricksters. Okay. Makes you kind of go, hmm. So the European settlers, they bring their fairy stories, but then they come here and the people here, they also are, have fairy stories. Okay. 
Yeah, that, that does uh, makes it almost, well, wouldn't go as far as say it's plausible, but it's interesting that uh, two people, two groups that obviously never would have mingled before had a very similar idea Ex- of, of... Yeah, they would have a, a, a similar explanation for kind of yeah. things that go wrong. It's it's all over the place, actually. They have it in like, Norse mythology, they have it. In uh, Scandinavia, they call the Hinderfolk, the hidden people. Oh. It's all over the place, but for the, like the Newfoundland fairies... Their stories came over with the Irish and English and, to a lesser extent, the Scottish settlers. So why are they called the fairies? What I found was they're called the fairies or they're also known as the good people or the gen- the gentle people, which is really the opposite of, of what they really uh, are made to be, right? <laughs> From the stories so, I've heard, they're not very gentle. They're neither nice nor gentle. But uh, they're named such such a way as like a sign of respect. So like you don't want to piss off the fairies, so you call them the good people. It's yeah. like calling a bald guy curly. It's the <laughs> it's the opposite. Uh, it's the opposite of of what it is. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to provoke them, so you you show them respect. And as I kept reading more and more about the fairies, I kept having this saying come to my mind because it seems so silly, right? It's kind of foolish that there's these little people yeah. going around doing stuff. This quote came to my mind over and over again. I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. <laughs> and I feel like I got that from The Usual Suspects. You ever see that movie? I did see that movie. It's an excellent movie. And I'm sure that that quote probably comes from like some smart person book or something. But I got it from The Usual Suspects because I'm what you would call magazine smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pop culture smart, but I'm not book smart. Exactly. But that for me, like looking at like, why would people be okay with this? And that mm. sort of came uh, up again in my mind like I don't, I don't believe in it but I'm afraid of it so they call them the, the good people or the fairies and that's kind of where their uh, name came from yeah now, I, I looked at a lot of uh, origin stories and origin theories around the fairies and one of the ones I came up with or I, I read about was they're actually uh, fairies or former angels that actually got banished from heaven I didn't see that one but okay why not no, no this theory basically said I guess it's a religious based theory saying that basically they were banished from heaven Mm-hmm. God closed the heavenly gates, and the gates of hell were also closed, so they were kind of stuck on earth. So Earth is the limbo of angels? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Are we really not bad? Yeah. Um, Another theory said that they're former angels that aren't good enough for heaven and not bad enough for hell. So, you know, I think uh, if, if that's true, I guess my life is going to end up being a fairy once, uh, once I've said done. <laughs> I uh, read that people thought that the fairies were actually pixies. I have a, a little bit of a personal story about the Pixies. Like when I was a kid, like in the early 80s, I was a brownie, you know, like a girl guy yeah, brownie. Yeah. Our little group was called the Pixies, right? So you yeah. know, little pixie patch. And I'm like, geez, does that have something to do with anything? Like with the fairies and stuff? So I actually looked it up and the the brownies have a bunch of different categories of what you are. One, one of them is Pixies. One of them is fairies. One is elf. Like they're all these mythical whatever creatures. Okay. And... um a pixie apparently <laughs> is the soul of a dead baby who's never been baptized. <laughs> anyway, that's what we were named, the pixies. Okay, so good thing to be named after. Yes. When I was a a brownie, all I wanted really to do was like not have to wear my school uniform if I had brownies. Like that was a major attraction for me. And I kinda wanted to make macrame plant hangers. I had no idea that I had anything to do with like fairies or pixies or or what even that was. There was a woman in the town that came to our brownie meeting one time and had it out with the brownie leaders because we were all worshiping the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently naming a bunch of little like Catholic girls after, you know, dead baby unbaptized was not good. Like we were, we were not being taught the right way. I I don't know what happened <laughs> with all of that did you afterwards. Stay as, did you end up staying as the pixies, or we ended up staying as the pixies? Oh. We ended up staying as the brownies, but uh, I mean, this was in the 1980s, so it's not a hundred years ago. Yeah, and it was still prevalent enough for someone to speak up and say, "Don't let these little girls dress like pixies." That's like devil worship, right there. So you got these fairies. What do they look like, I guess? They're these little short people, probably what, two to four feet tall is what people say. There's always all kinds of different uh, renditions of what they are. They kind of look different based on, I don't know if it's different towns or different, there's different types of fairies, I don't know. But uh, usually they're they're, they're small, two to four feet, the size of a child, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they got beards, sometimes they're wearing hats, sometimes they got capes, sometimes they're faceless, uh, sometimes they're glowing (laughs) white. (laughs) 
Is this actually all, a thing? <laughs> all encompassing. Like I said, every different person has a different kind of... Every... Sometimes they're tall, sometimes they're short. Yeah. One thing, though, is they're not always friendly. I mean, they, they do mischievous things based on uh, the different stories that we get. Right. And I find that the later in time, the less evil the fairies become and the more like tricksters they become. So you didn't, you yeah. don't hear a lot of stories uh, in the last 30 or 40 years about evil fairies like killing your freaking horse or some shit. Yeah, you, no. it's It's more like, oh, the fairies led me astray and ha ha ha. And I always find the funny thing about the fairy stories is always like, there's always like three degrees of separation from the person. Like, oh yeah. Always. I, my grandmother's niece's nephew's cousin's yes. neighbor or something like that, which I know it's probably a very poor family tree, what I just drew out then. But I get the point I'm getting at. It's never, oh, it was me or it was someone close to me. It was th- three levels away from me. Oh, yeah, they, they were taken by the fairies or they were done this by the fairies it, or whatever the case may be. It's almost like nobody knows anybody who was directly taken by the fairies. But everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who was taken by the fairies. Exactly. So there's a, there's this huge chain that eventually once you map it out that somebody to get there but it's it's always a couple degrees of separation right but people really people really did believe this i mean like back in the day not so much today but i mean there's these things called fairy paths where i guess for generations the fairies moved along and all this and if you built a house on one of these uh, people actually when they're building houses you can put rock piles the next morning the, at night and the next morning they come up the rock pile had to be had been tipped over or something like that they believed it was because it was on a ferry path and they'd actually change the, the way they're building the house or, or demolish it or start over or build in a different spot so you they mean wouldn't build they'd, on a ferry path. they'd pile up rocks to see if the if they top if they were toppled over or they were on if, a ferry path if they're toppled over to be on a ferry path or they'd build like a, where the frame of that thing was going to be they'd do it like put some straw in that there if it was all moved or or like toppled it, over yeah it was it, it was touched it was disturbed i guess is the word i'm looking for how did anything they, ever get built in newfoundland like Every Most it, heavy rocks. They, I guess that's why they had to use rocks. Like they couldn't have used hay because it's generally windy enough to blow the horns off a goat. So if you were <laughs> if you were going to put some straw down to see if the fairies were going to disturb it, it's probably it's the wind, man. It's it's not yeah. that I never heard of that before. Yeah, yet no, yet strange. houses did manage to get built on fairy paths. One like, very close to our house, or our mom's house, I should say. There's a, there's a house up there built on the fairy path. Another thing about fairy paths, too, is if your house happened to actually be built on and you're mistakenly didn't realize that it actually wasn't a fairy path, people would suggest you leave the front door and the back door open so that the fairies can come on through. All the time? Yeah, at night so that the fairies can get through. Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't leaving my doors open, the front and back door open for the fairies. No, you would freeze to death. For one a, thing, free, freeze it as and B, I don't want, you know, if you if I were to believe in this, I wouldn't want fairies going through my house every night. Maybe they were like local ne'er-do-wells and they're like, oh, your house is on a fairy path. You should leave your doors open. <laughs> That's right. And leave you money can... around too. Yeah. Like, so there's all kinds of things or all kinds of ways to uh, keep fairies away. Number one was keep a few pennies in your pocket. Apparently okay. they, dislike, they dislike iron. Also say you carry a bit of bread in your pocket. I don't know. Is, is it they're afraid of bread or is it that you give them bread and then they won't bother you? I thought about that now. So for me, like the whole carrying bread in your pocket, that was something that I feel like I knew from the womb. Like it seems like. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you put bread in your pocket. That keeps the fairies away. When we were researching this and talking about this, it made me think, like, what's the deal with bread? Like in the sign, what's the deal with bread? Are they all celiac? Like what's, why do they hate bread? So <laughs> they, want, they want Nan's homemade bread. That's, I think that's uh, what it is. So I think that the bread represents kind of a couple of things. One, like... The, the host. Well, yes. that Seriously. Serious? I'm serious. Like dead ass serious. Like the bread of life. And when you go to like mass and you have communion, it's the bread and, and the body and all that. So I wonder if it had that sort of significance. This is way out of context, but just think about the Hunger Games, okay? That's where I knew the fairy story was going. <laughs> you you bring in wrestling, I'm going to bring in uh, any any sort of literature that I can. But the whole hung- Hunger Games, there's an entire like motif of bread. And it's it symbolizes, you know, your homestead, your civilization, and what's keeping you alive. So even in like in the in the Hunger Games, the country is called Pan Am. That's derived from the word for bread. Oh. Even the character pita, that's a type of bread. Oh, yeah. I, I, right? I, I knew that it's a type of bread. I never, I never put that together before. but Well, that's what I'm here for. That's what the symbolism <laughs> of the Hunger Games as it relates to the fairies. 
<laughs> this is my this is my master's thesis. <laughs> Bread is a is a motif not just in Newfoundland but across types of literature plus religious symbols for what is good, what is home, what is civil. And that's why that's where I think the whole carrying bread in your pocket comes from. Okay. And another thing was if you wore your clothes inside out. So these fairies would confuse them. They can't be that smart. You know, give them a penny, wear your shirt backwards, and okay, I'll leave you alone. (laughs) They're like the smartest, most mischievous fallen angels slash dead children's soul unbaptized. Yet if they see an inside out coat, they're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do here. I guess I'll go on. Yeah. Another thing I read that I've never heard before is they dislike salt, and people who actually rub salt in their hair. <laughs> rub salt it in, their, in o- their hair? Rub it in their eyes and get burned. Don't rub what? salt in your eyes. No, but they apparently do dislike salt. Are you talking about um, kids in the hall? I said as a kid in the hall. <laughs> Don't put salt in your eyes. Put Always salt put in salt. your eyes. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. apparently I, I read that recently. I, I've never heard that before, but in the research here, that's what I picked up. Another okay. thing I heard I know, that I've never heard before is running water. And see if you run across the stream, they'll keep the fairies a chase. And if you run across the stream, they they don't like running water, so they won't continue. Now, if you look at stories of like the bad guys, like witches, vampires, those Razor like Ramon? who the bad guy Razor Ramon, former intercontinental champion. <laughs> I, I didn't know how it was going to work it in, but there it is. That was seriously unplanned. That's a wrestler, I, I assume. Or <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Is this an 80s guy? Was he taken by the fairies? Is more he four 90s. feet he's not, tall? <laughs> he's not four feet tall, and he's more of 90s, but uh, he, oh, okay. he may have been taken by the fairies. I don't know. But anyway, Razor Ramon, witches, and vampires, apparently they can't cross running water. I guess so. So I guess maybe the fairies are sort of in that, I was going to say trilogy, but they, Razor they Ramon out, is in there they, now. They hangs out with that crowd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's another thing, too. If, if you got a fairy path, your house is on a fairy path, why don't you just get like a, a fish tank or something like that instead of running water or keep out instead of leaving your doors open all the time? Would that work? <laughs> that would be a much more... Fi- it's like when, when people say if there's a zombie apocalypse, just put a bunch of treadmills in front of your house. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the power is still good, you're good. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to keep fairies out, leave, close the doors. You know, yeah. you can't afford to heat Bay Roberts. Close the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and and stick a couple of fish tanks out there perfect and one other thing about the fairies that i got here is, is the fairy rings i'm gonna let you explain because I, I don't know it as well as you but apparently it's, it's kind of like a, a meeting place for the fairies i actually saw a fairy ring on the klondike it was any fairies there i did not see any fairies and this is actually kind of weird i swear to god i took a picture of this fairy ring and i cannot find that photo anywhere wow was that the day so, like you went out on your own and you took a picture? You were on the con, like you took this picture, and didn't show. You showed up again like five days later, and we're like, "Where were you been? Where have you been?" You're like, "I've only been gone an hour." <laughs> was that that day? That time? I don't recall. <laughs> no, but I I really can't find that picture. But a fairy that, that ring is pretty creepy. Anything that will grow like in a circular pattern, and it's supposed to be exactly what you said. The fairies will get together in the in the fairy ring, and they'll they'll dance and howl at the moon or do whatever. <laughs> chant do whatever whatever the hell they do have wrestling matches (laughs) sumo wrestling that's what the salt's all about they put the salt around (laughs) the the ceremony of salt before the fairy match (laughs) i was thinking maybe it's really aliens instead of fairies there's one in harbor grace right there is yes there is um a bunch of trees grown in a circle yeah 13 trees or something around a bog oh it's 13 trees that's like i think so so, yeah a creepy number too i've not seen it have you I've seen a picture of it. I so. don't know where it is. And I think I asked mom one time and she said she went looking for it and couldn't find it. She got lost. She got lost. She got lost. She didn't take her bread with her. Jared, shirt on backwards. So, <laughs> luckily. Mutter, put your shirt on backwards and put a slice of bread in your for pocket. For God's sake. She went out in the woods and came back a month later. <laughs> <laughs> no worse for wear. In Newfoundland, this was, or certainly in Conception Bay, Newfoundland, Bay Arbor's Newfoundland, anyway, this was a real thing, and people really believed it. Not so much our generation, but certainly the generation before us, or maybe even two generations before us, but it really was a thing. And, I mean, even in high school, there was people that I knew in high school that swore up and down that the fairies was a real thing. Definitely. Everybody had a great uncle's sister's brother's nephew that went at chopping yep. wood, and they found him a week later on an island in the middle of a pond and his horse was on the island and half his head was missing. 
covered covered in forget me nots and all this kind of stuff. Is that a thing? Being covered well, covered in, for- in well, not so much covered in like found on the ground, covered in in, in flowers. I think is a com is I've read several stories about that. Oh, I've not recent. heard that. Isn't there like a whole um, museum in Cupid's? There is that um, has with the fairy what folklore in there. Yeah, just trying. I guess trying to keep the the tradition tradition alive. I guess, and there is a, a keep the tradition alive. <laughs> Don't keep it alive. I mean, inform people. <laughs> There's two sort of main stories behind what the fairies are all about. One is a term that my sister made up that I didn't realize she made up when we first started talking about this. It's called bog sirens. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to let you explain what bog sirens are. I like to make up words and phrases sometimes. So a, a bog siren is the same as like a water siren. Back in the day, sailors would say they would be called to the rocks by a beautiful voice, a siren, as it were, and it would cause them to wreck their ship upon the rocks. Well, I I decided to call the, the fairies the bog sirens because part of the fairy lore in Newfoundland is fairies will lead you astray when you're in the wilderness. So... The big thing about these types of fairies, and these are the only fairies I, I've ever heard of. The, these specific fairies, these bog sirens that will now become a thing because of this podcast, um, they would basically be the, the fairies that are in the woods and someone to go out berry picking, and next thing you know, they get lost and, and the fairies will take them away, that type of thing. So th- these are the fairies that people were always saying, don't go, go lost in the woods or the fairies will get you. So yeah, the, the bog sirens are, are definitely the predominant part of the fairy story that I knew uh, growing up. And there's a lot of interesting stories about the uh, these fairies. And sometimes, like, some get lost, berry picking, get lost in the woods, and they'd be gone for several days. And, and for whatever reason, when the person shows up again, they feel like they're only been gone for an hour. So that's a very common theme. Um, again, other one, another one is about the um, about fairy paths and houses being built on fairy paths. There's a lot of stories I came across with, with about that. Probably the best story that I read, though, and I'm actually going to go through the story in detail because I really think it warrants being discussed. Okay. Is way back in October of 1880, uh, there was a man, his name was John Epps, and he sued his employer for 13 days of lost wages. He so, sued his employer. So okay, so the, the he didn't ba- get paid and, okay. Yeah, basically he didn't get paid for 13 days, so he sued his lawyer. He says, you know, I want my money. Gotcha. So his employer, his name was Mr. Hickey, said, I didn't pay you because you didn't show up for work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. I mean, how did it? Why did it even go beyond this? That's <laughs> pretty much the end. Now, <laughs> I pay you for a wage to do a job, and if you don't do the job, you don't get paid the wage. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. But Epps, and this was this actually went to court, and he said he had every intention of going to work, but he woke up before dawn and uh, to walk to work. So I'm not sure he must have started early, and I guess he had to show up before dawn or, or, or show up around dawn time. Or he so had a he long was, walk. He had a long walk, so he was walking to work, and he came across a funeral, which is also an interesting story to have a, a funeral at dawn. But uh, <laughs> this guy seems like he's full of baloney. Yeah, but anyway, he lost his senses, and he was—he said he got carried away by the fairies. So the fairies found him at this dawn funeral and <laughs> took him away. So he actually had a witness testify on his behalf that he was found three days later, just kind of lying in this field, talking gibberish. Really. So, yeah, Wait, apparently. okay, so he his story is he got up at dawn to go to work. He came across a funeral, got dazed. Three days later, a dude found him in a field covered in something. Mushrooms, I would think. He was eating the mushrooms, I think. No, he, was just, he wasn't covering anything. He was just like, they're in gibberish. So uh, this okay. is like the real dog ate my homework type story, right? <laughs> For sure. So, Mr. Hickey, the, the guy, the employer, he didn't mm-hmm. deny the fairies took him or anything like that. He said, you know, you, I, I don't know why he didn't show up to work, but in order for you to get paid for these 13 days you missed, you need to make up the time, and then I'll pay you. Makes sense. But yeah. but interesting that he didn't say, that's baloney. He was, no, more, he, he was more like, oh, well, the fairies took you or not, you still weren't there for 13 days. It's kind of not my problem. Yeah, so and here's the best part of the story. Okay. So judge ruled. <laughs> it's better that than Ep- that. <laughs> the judge ruled that Epps' story was convincing enough that Mr. Hickey had to pay for <gasps> his <laughs> pay his salary. So apparently he tried to sue. He didn't get, he didn't get that money, but he he did get his wages back because he said it was a plausible enough story. No way. 
So the 1880 courts of St. John's, this was happening in St. John's. So the 1880 courts of St. John's obviously believed in Newfoundland. So there's a precedent there. So if you ever don't want to show up for work, say the fairies got you, you can quote this case as a precedent. That's right. Wow. He just buggered off and didn't go to work? I would think so. He just decided not to show up for work. And then afterwards he realized, yeah. I don't know, his mortgage payment, well, I guess it would be a mortgage in 1880. His, his bills or whatever money he needed came due and he had no money for it. So he made up this concoction story and... Actually, it worked, so good wow. on him, I guess. I mean, that's like tabloid news. Yeah, it's like Bat Boy uh, has two kids or something like that. Bat Boy. But, but stories of this nature are, are very common, where basically something gets led astray by the fairies. They're out berry-picking. These bog sirens come, and they're chanting, and, and you kind of get enchanted, and, and you start losing your sense of direction, and you start following them, and they take mm-hmm. you away, and people come looking for you, and you're gone for days and days and days. But for the person who's gone... For whatever reason, they only seem like it's an hour or so, and then they end up showing up, and or they get found unconscious in a circle or something around them. It's a very common story. And sometimes it's somebody who conceivably you would also be able to directly ask, like my, you know, my neighbor's grandfather. It's like, okay, let me talk to your grandfather. What? No, no, no don't look there. No, you no. know what I mean? Sometimes it seems like it would be close enough for you to figure it out, but or or to get like concrete uh, proof. But everybody knows somebody who knows somebody yeah. that was taken but, by the fairies. So uh, I was trying to find it, like like we always said, there's always like a, a you know three se- three degrees of separation story. There's always back in the day type of thing. So I tried to find a more recent story about the fairies, and I came across one a gentleman by the name of Bob Hollett. He's a uh, an artist and a musician in Newfoundland. And uh, he had a story from in the 2000s, actually, from in Kilbride, which is a section of St. John's. Mm-hmm. Um, his family had a dog. A uh, dog was like a 200-pound Newfoundland dog. This Whoa. big dog that was, <laughs> wasn't afraid of any anything or anyone or anything like that. So it was just a big dog that was always friendly dog, apparently. But like I said, he was, he was never scared of, of another animal, or, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be a... Well, if you were a 200-pound dog, you wouldn't be afraid of whatever you come across uh, either, probably. Exactly. So um, he was at one night, he was out walking his dog in Kilbride, and he's walking along this path, and up ahead in the path, all of a sudden he started getting this really strange feeling, and you know, up ahead there was like a, a figure, he said it was probably around two to four feet, uh, it was squatting down in the path, and uh, it had like scarves and, and, and things like that, just like kind of glowing or blowing off him. The dog scarves? Scarves and blankets kind of wrapped up and whatever. Okay. And it was just kind of waving in the uh, in in the wind, but it wasn't that windy. And the dog, um, who was you know never afraid of anything, was crying like it was after it got his paw hurt or was caught, caught in a trap or something like that. Wow! So said, the dog actually ripped the leash right out of his arm and took off the other way, going the other way. So this figure kind of looked at uh, the guy walking the dog. Bob stood up and just kind of stared at him. So Bob didn't know what to do. He kind it, of wait, just, it had a it had a face like a recognizable he, face. He couldn't recognize if it, the face was just blurred out to him. I guess he okay. couldn't see it or whatever. Okay, so but like kind of, like you see his shadow turning and looking at you, saying exactly. So okay. he could feel he could feel that it was looking at him. So he didn't know what to do. So he turned around and walked away. He was afraid if he ran, it would probably disturb him or or scare him or have him chase him or something like that. So he just turned around and walked away. And you know that's pretty much the whole story. He said he never ever believed in fairies before, but. Said that's a true story, and and ever since then he he at least thinks it's a plausible thing. So, one th- one thing I've always wondered about: what are these fairies trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? Or what are they doing out in the woods? Like, what, what's what's their goal in life? <laughs> Screw with people? I mean, are you asking me like a legit question here? Like, well, are you... I'm at like for I guess for anybody who believes this or whatever. Like, what what do they think the fairies are there doing? Are they just living their life? Are they trying to make things bad for everybody? I'm just wondering what what, what are they trying to accomplish here like what, what are they doing is they here to screw with us or, or did well, they have a reason for this or it's a good question because walking around hmm. past in the middle of the night and saying don't you dare put something on my pattern that's it don't put no salt I, there i go and screw with you yeah i guess Maybe. there is a thought that, that that the fairies were there before us right and, and mm-hmm. like, it was their land before our land and uh we're encroaching on them and and if, if mm-hmm. we they're kind of leaving us alone but if if we encroach on their paths or or, or their areas that you don't want them to be, then they'll uh, they'll retaliate. I guess. I guess they're there. Don't screw with them because they're going to come and like do something weird to your horse or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> but what's their purpose? Do they go to work? 
Do they have a job? Did they have to report to their boss that they missed 13 days because they were abducting a human? <laughs> hey, where were you been? Oh, I was taking a human. You know, we, uh, we yeah, went, and then the, the funeral. <laughs> the, fair, the fairy court guy is like, the human defense? No one believes in that garbage. <laughs> um, I don't know. Go, go looks- get yourself abducted. Go out in the woods without any bread or, or coins and put all your clothes on the right way and see if they'll take you and find yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's my plan. But the fairy path one is something's very interesting. Like people would actually stop construction or, or, or mm-hmm. change how they're going to build a house because they didn't want to be on a fairy path. Mm-hmm. It's actually a story. Another one I came up on. It's probably the last one I'll go through. But uh, there was a gentleman by the name of uh, Mr. Curran, I believe his name was. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Curran. So basically he recently got married and he decided they're going to, to settle in the southern shore area of Newfoundland, which is like Fairyland, Vermeuse, Whitless Fairyland? Bay. There's a place called Fairyland. And I guess there's, there's some... Thoughts are it's called Fairyland because it's called because of the fairies, right? So, is it Fairyland or fairy like it, a boat? It's, it's like F E R R Y. Okay. Uh, people believe that that name is derived from from fairies, right? Because I guess okay, the fairy lore is really is really popular in Southern Shore area. Okay. Uh, so we built a house in a meadow in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, they started noticing strange things. Basically, not long after the house was built, dishes would be taken out of the cupboard, sometimes smashed. Pictures they had hung on the wall would be turned around or flipped over and things like that. And people stopped visiting the house. The word got out that, you know, stuff was happening. The word got out. Mm-hmm. So um, he started talking to, I guess, the elders of the community to see what was going on. And it turned out that he had his house built on a ferry path. Well, why didn't they clue him in in, in the beginning if they knew? <laughs> you told, told him that right from day one. Like, <laughs> when you first nail your first board and said, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't build there if I were you. Maybe they're, they're like starved for entertainment, so the elders are sitting back going, what? look at this jerk building his house on a fairy path. Can't, Let's can't see what happens. See what's gonna, can't wait to see what's going to happen to the fairies of this poor soul. But, so when, when uh, do, you know, do you have the year or time frame for this? I don't have a year or time frame. It's, it's okay. one of these uh, stories. Is that I t- I'm telling this story like my grandfather told me, mm-hmm. my great-grandfather told him, and hopefully you'll tell your, your kids or that type of thing. So Okay. But uh, basically what they ended up doing is the whole town or a bunch of people in the town got together, and they actually moved the house to the other end of the meadow. I guess they kind of, ever since they moved the house, there was no more uh, dishes falling, no more pictures flipping over. So Wow. Uh, That's a commitment. They were committed. Yeah. They're committed to that idea. Yeah. I I, I'm willing to bet that this happened in the 1800s because I feel like almost all of the stories that I read were mostly in that time frame no, for I, that I type just, of stuff. No, I just Googled it again and it happened three weeks ago. Wow. You're so fast on the Google machine. <laughs> do you think uh, Do you think people now would consider if their house is on a ferry path or like is that sort of old time stuff nobody really thinks about it anymore? I don't think there's many people that would uh, would do that today. I mean, I don't even think, I think it's two generations ago before people really stopped believing. I, I even believe like our parents' generation don't really believe the fairies much. I think it's more the grandparents on. So I, I would highly doubt that somebody would do that nowadays. I'm very glad that you said that because I read stuff from like today to 200 years ago. And no matter what time frame I read stuff in, one thing that was common throughout was not my generation, but the last generation believed this. Is so like, right? yes. So like, even if I, if I was reading stuff that was in like the early 1900s, it would be like, well, this, this wasn't I, like, I don't believe this, but my grandfather would have believed this and this. Okay. So that's a hundred years ago. So, I mean, do the math. Like we would say the same thing. Yeah. So that, that's common throughout. Like it's always. Interesting. It was always the past generation thought so. Or like the older people in the community would talk about it. Or you'd go ask yeah. them questions about it. Well, guess what? We're just about to become the older people in the community. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not going to be much longer, is it? Yeah. So I guess people will be asking us. But here's a, here's a good question. It seems like everybody in each community, they know about all these fairy paths. Is there a map? Can I get a map <laughs> of the fairy paths? Like just... You could- you go to the provincial, uh, the archives and say, can you give me the, the ferry maps for, uh, for Muse so that I know where to build my house? That's your assignment. On Monday, call the rooms and say, <laughs> I want to I get into the archives and I want to research all the ferry paths. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hire a surveying company. I'm going to survey all the paths. <laughs> it's true, though. It seems like people, like everyone knows about the paths, but like... Look at the the path that's supposedly near uh, Mom's house. I never yeah. heard of it until right now. 
Yeah, no, I didn't uh, either until uh, Mom told me that recently when we told her that we're going to be talking about the fairies. She said there's I... a fairy path in the mash. She also said one of her neighbors, uh, her father saw fairies playing in, in their on their property before. So, let me guess, the fairies were at the end of the garden. At the end of the garden. They're always at the end of the garden. They're always like right at that uh, that like border between where you live and are civilized, and the woods, the unknown. Yeah, it's, it's always like you try to get to them, but you never quite get there, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And that's common with the stories too. Like I was reading one story about a gentleman who was uh, they're out fishing, and there was there was fairies in his boat, and uh, they're going to reach a boy. And every time where he thought it was, they'd sail to it, and the boy wouldn't be there, and they kept playing tricks on him, right? A boy like a human being or a boy no, like a, a thing boy that floats? Is, no, a human being. <laughs> no, a thing that floats. Like they're oh, trying no, to check I, their trap. I, I legit asked that because oh, okay. isn't that part of uh, the stories too where like uh, you would think you'd hear like a child crying and then you'd go to help or save and the next thing you know you're on an island in the middle of a pond and half your head is missing. <laughs> and the horse is there. and <laughs> You know, isn't that part of it though? People are throwing ducks at balloons. That's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, anyway, that, world, yeah. that's why I asked if they were like after a boy. No, no oh, okay. as a boy, like they're like going to check their trap or their trawl or whatever to see if there's any. Gotcha. And they sail out there, and this boy I thought it was there, but it's not there, and it's playing tricks. Because yeah, it can't, it can't be because they don't know the way. It's because the fairies are playing tricks on them. Yeah, and I think when you get into the explanations of what it is, it's like yeah. saying, well, "There's no way I got lost in the woods." So the only, the only logical thing that happened was the fairies got me by, and you know, I never had the, the pennies, never had the bread in the pockets, and yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how this I, this goes, I think. Oh, it's not a three day bender. No, I was uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, taken by the fairies. Oh, that makes sense. But yeah, those the bogs are and fairies. That's, that's basically are these small kids that live in the woods that travel in the woods and you get lost and they'll just take you away or you you, you hear them chant and they hear you call your name and or you build a house in their path and they don't really like that kind of stuff. So they kind of uh, seek revenge for these types of things. Some people mm-hmm. say there are good fairies and bad fairies. Most of the stories though, there's not a lot of good to them. Like they take them away. I don't mm-hmm. think they've ever like never. It's never a protective thing. At least not nothing I've I've come across. Right. Are you ready to talk about the seriously dank side of this? I am very ready to hear that. Okay. The other side of the fairy lore is the changeling lore. Now, like I said, this can get very dark. And I found a lot of stories which I will not talk about here because they are just, they're too rough. This was a belief that the fairies would come and take away your perfectly good human baby and replace it with their own. They could also do it with adults. If your brother's uncles, which would also be your uncle. <laughs> but anyway, if they started acting really weird and like suddenly they're not quite right anymore, uh, then they're they're taken by the fairies. They're a changeling. But I'm going to focus more on the baby getting taken away. Are these the same fairies that are like hanging out in the woods and, and yep. chanting and, and, and saying, get off my path? Yep. They also they also do this too. So it's the same group. It's not like a different type of fairy? No. No. This is okay. the same. Get off my lawn. Give me your baby. Same so, people. Don't be picking <laughs> me berries. <laughs> exactly. Put your shirt on the right side so I can come take you. <laughs> don't confuse me. Um, Stop rubbing no. salt in your hair. No, I will confuse you. Maybe the salt in the hair thing was like someone who just had really bad dandruff. And they're like, no, 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 it's <laughs> it's salt and it's for keeping fairies away. It's not dandruff. Mind your business. Yeah. So this is the belief. Sometimes the ba- the fairies would just come and just take your baby away for like giggles or whatever and uh, replace it with one of their own. Sometimes they would replace it with a log or a bundle of sticks. <laughs> a log for real oh, a log can you, can you go check on little baby henry for me please okay uh, oh my god he's been petrified <laughs> yeah you're really committed to the neurosis at this point if you're looking at this log and go do you see my beautiful baby it's a log now um carve a face into it remember that simpsons when when uh bart was throwing rocks through mr burns's uh window and a walk went through the window and he said hey look smithers a bird has gone became petrified and lost his sense of direction I think it's a rock, sir. And he goes, we'll see what the lab has to say about that. That's right. The fairy lab in this case. Was there reasoning as why the, the, the fairies would switch your baby with a pile of sticks? Yes. Well, the pile of sticks and or a log, that would just be to like screw with you. If they would replace your baby with a fairy, 
they were like the aviary deadbeats, the cuckoos. And what they were doing was taking your perfectly good, healthy, beautiful baby away and replacing it with an old, sick fairy so that the humans would comfort the old fairy in its like last days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's really would the healthy baby be raised as a fairy and become a fairy? So the eat it? No, they would take it away for like uh, like a slave. Oh. Or it's re- this is dark. Like it the changeling stuff is super dark. So, yes, they would take the baby away for uh to be a slave or or just because they liked beautiful things and the beautiful baby was so pretty that they would take it away. So would the baby like grow up to be like a or would it, like would they be a slave for a little bit and then that'd be the end of them? I don't know, like babies they can't really do much as a slave. <laughs> <laughs> shit they're baby. more of a burden than a <laughs> exactly the baby's a shit and the poor fairies who's gonna, who's gonna clean up the shit from the-, <laughs> the fairies are like well we didn't think this out well at all <laughs> the worst slave ever <laughs> uh yeah that, but that's that's what they thought or maybe they just liked the the beautiful baby and they wanted it for their own there was ways that you could tell if your baby was not your baby anymore but it was a fairy like an old sick fairy instead so it, it looked the exact same everything <laughs> well no if you suddenly saw your baby smoking a pipe, <laughs> it might be a changeling. <laughs> that would be that would be a good sign. That's not your baby. Hey, look, it's a six or six month old baby smoking a pipe. <laughs> seriously, I, I I seriously read that. And I was like, um, okay, I have to, put, I have to put that in there. But yeah, clear sign. If the baby is smoking, <laughs> it's probably not your baby anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a good, uh, <laughs> it's a good indicator. Another way to find to tell if your baby was not really your baby anymore was if it was cranky, or if it wouldn't eat properly, or if it had trouble sleeping. Otherwise known as every baby in the history <laughs> of Earth. <laughs> All the non-smoking babies I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, that was a good indication oh, too. Like, if, yeah, yeah, but so like I colicky mean, babies, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if your kid didn't sleep one night, like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't freak out so much. It's probably still your baby. Don't, don't but, go buy a pipe the next day. Here, you want the like, you buy a pipe and lay it near the crib. <laughs> See if the baby picks it up. <laughs> but uh, the, those were real things. But they're kind of to me, they were funny. But what's What's not funny at all is uh, if your baby was physically deformed mm-hmm. or if they started to show signs that they weren't developing normally, yeah, then, uh, then they could be a changeling. And that's where it really gets sad. So if you think about autism spectrum disorder, yeah. you don't usually see signs of that until they're 18 months or, or two years old. So you could see, like, you know, nowadays we say like, geez, every, you know, one in 88 children, something like that, they're on the... Um, autism spectrum i used to think like why are there so many autistic kids definitely not because of vaccines if you believe that stop listening right now and and go somewhere go take a nap but uh you know it's smoke a pipe but like if you think about it like those symptoms of autism would tend to show up in that age and they would probably think back then this is no longer my baby look it's not doing what it's supposed to do at this time and uh it's got to be a changeling yeah, so I, I guess people are <clears throat> trying to come up with an explanation on what happened to my baby or how, how yeah. could this possibly have happened and the only logical explanation in, in the mind of someone whose baby was not what they were hoping it would be is, is that right. something, some, something must have switched it or something like that. So, mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't even only if it was um, like developing slowly. If the baby seemed to be like too smart, like wise beyond its months because it's a baby it doesn't have years yet then then that could be a changeling so no matter what the circumstance is try to be mediocre don't be too much don't be too little just be right on that line and how do you, and you're how do you know a baby is smarter than than the average baby i mean they well they're smoking a pipe and they got elbow patches on their uh tweed jackets <laughs> playing backgammon and discussing current events Actually, they they used to think that the fairies were more interested in males than females. I don't know why. Um, And uh, there was, in certain areas, I don't think in Newfoundland, but in certain areas in Ireland, boys and girls were dressed alike until they were about 12. 
So like boys would wear like petticoats and stuff to like fool the fairies. Really? Yeah. So now you know how to find out if your baby is not your baby. Okay. Um, what happens if you find out that your baby is actually a changeling? You can get it back. And if you don't joke about it, you'll probably cry. A common way to get your baby back from a changeling was if you put it near hot ashes, over a fire, or if you heated up a shovel and put the changeling on the shovel, the fairy would fly away and your real baby would come back. Or if you held it underwater. This is like witch trial rules. Yeah, this is like crazy stuff. Yes, it's horrific. So like... If you think about like the witch, uh, you know, the witch trials of uh, Salem, um, did they do it in Salem? I don't know if they did it in, in Salem or, or if I'm talking about in Europe. Stefano uh, ran them. What? Stefano ran the Salem ones. Stefano de Mara. Oh, <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Yes, yes. There you go. He always looked like a vampire. They might have all been in cahoots. But like the, the theory was for if you were a witch, right, if you threw a witch in the water and it floated. It was a witch, so you had to kill her, kill her, or mostly her, but sometimes him as well. But if she sank, or he sank and, and drowned, then he was not a witch. I mean, either way, you're dead. It's kind of <laughs> stupid, right? So that was that was sort of the same thing here. Like if you, if you held a changeling underwater, your baby might be returned. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, really dark, uh, so, terrible stories about heating up a shovel and putting your baby on a freaking shovel because you think it's a changeling. So. Would the baby survive this? I'm almost afraid to ask this, but would the baby survive this heated shovel and, and they, they just have a burn or something? They say, okay, we, we saved the baby. Sometimes they would and sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's just unfathomable. But Do people think that the change would happen instantaneous or, or if the baby survived, that means that they got him back? Is that the theory? or? I think that was the theory. Like So like if the baby survived and return to normal then it's your then it was your baby but like this is something that i want to kind of stress here like these are not just the ideas of like simple folk right simple people making stuff up like superstitious stuff these these are also um encouraged by the supposedly educated clergy they would tell the parents of babies who were difficult to slap them until the fairy leaves them wow even now, but like especially in earlier days, whatever the priest said goes, right? For sure. Yeah. So if the priest says, slap that baby, there's a fairy in that baby. <laughs> like, you're going to do it. This is mainly a comedy podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is fortunate. I did not find any cases in Newfoundland of infanticide because of a changeling. Okay. But I want to give an example of, like, we know that the fairy lore came from uh, a lot of it from Ireland. So I, I did find several cases in ireland and this is this is the least disturbing one so okay. what was the time what was the, like, the time frame of uh of these types of acts the one i'm going to talk about happened in 1826 so okay. you know, a couple hundred years ago but there were ones that were later than that i didn't see anything past 1900 this least horrific changeling uh baby story toddler i guess story um was from 1826 and this was in county Kerry, ireland Anne Roche is the grandmother. She is on trial. Her grandson, Michael Leahy, he's four years old. He can't speak and he can't walk. She's okay. convinced that he is a changeling. He's been taken by the fairies. Her method for getting Michael back was to, over the course of three days, bathe him in uh, the river where three farms meet. I thought it was interesting that she uses three, like the trilogy, it's a significant number in Christianity. Over three mornings where the three farms meet, you bathe the baby and the, and then the fairies will uh, bring the real Michael back. On the third day, he was held under uh, water too long and, and he drowned. He died. Okay. There was an investigation. He was indicted for murder. She went on trial. What do you think the verdict was? I would hope it was guilty. She was not guilty. Wow. Her defense was that she was not killing Michael. She was trying to save him from the fairies. And the verdict was not guilty. Very much like Mr. Epps getting his, his money back. <laughs> Except for uh, a yeah. far, far higher price to pay. Far higher, higher stakes, yeah. Yeah. So now I, what I didn't find out is, and, and this, this would have been a, a significant piece of information, was was she found not guilty because they couldn't prove that she intended to kill him? Right. Oh. 
because you need to have in order to be like guilty of uh, murder you have to have the means and the intent i don't know if they did not find she had the intent because of her own delusion but either so way she found guilty of manslaughter or something like that or, or it just said away? she was found not guilty of murder so i i don't know that's a horrific story the grandmother killed the ba- the child yeah wild so the, and that's the least crazy one i found <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't say much for the other stories, do it? No, they were no. they were not good. But I didn't find any cases in Newfoundland. I did find uh, in research that, and this is all anecdotal, right? It was thought that the threat of curing the changeling was enough to cure the changeling. So, like, there was a case, uh, this was, again, on the southern shore, which you said earlier. A lot of fairy lore there, yeah. So, a mother, she was, uh, I don't know where, what town it was, but the southern shore... She had her six-month baby in the crib. She went out to the well. She left the baby in the crib. She came back. She found <laughs> she found a, a small old man in place of the baby. <laughs> no word on whether the baby wow. was smoking. <laughs> so you come home. You're out to the well. You come home. You see a little old man in the crib where your baby was. What do you do? Uh, I would say well, what was in that well water would be the first thing I'd think. <laughs> Or maybe she was taken by the fairies and the baby had grown up over years. That's yeah, <laughs> right. No, she she did what many people would do. She called the priest. So the priest uh, the priest comes to the house. He sees a fairy changeling in the crib and he says, all right, what we got to do here now is I'm going to get that shovel that you use for your coal. I'm going to heat it up in the, in the stove. And then what we're going to do is we're going to put that changeling baby on this shovel and you're going to flick it over your shoulder and that will bring... This is advice from a priest. <laughs> solid, solid advice. <laughs> I'm looking at your face, and, and you're like, "Mm-hmm, okay." And and the baby is like an old man. When, when the baby was an old man. Okay. But also a baby. I don't know. Cure the cure for old age is is a heated shovel. <laughs> I don't know why the shovel. I don't know if it was because you wanted to be distant from the fairy and you needed a long handle. I don't know what what that was all about. So anyway. So the story goes that the priest saw the changeling. He went over and heated up the, sh- the shovel red hot. But by the time he got back over to the crib. <laughs> the baby was, was a baby again. The baby was a baby again. According to the story, it was like the uh, fairy saw what was going to happen to their old gross fairy <laughs> that, they t- that they exchanged the baby don't for. Burn, don't burn for old skipper there. <laughs> uh, so they changed the baby back before the priest could... Put it on a hot shovel and throw it over your shoulder. Well, that's good. But I wonder in, if in this story, did the mother look at this and go, this is happening. No, never mind. That's the baby. Yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, that's a crazy story. It's almost like, uh, you know, when like your kid is acting up and you're like, I'm going to count to three. Yeah. Right. I'm going to heat up the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same principle. Burn I've never. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing, I think. Now. The baby who's six months, they don't understand that the shovel is coming for them. So I, I don't know uh, why the threat brings the, the real baby back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, to say that. it's not all shovels and drowning. Another way that you could deal with changelings, aside from putting it on a hot shovel, if, you're, if you have a baby that's really colicky or, or cranky or needs extra affection, if you were to give that changeling extra attention, extra love, extra coddling, then it would return back to the normal baby. So if you're sick and you give medicine, <laughs> drives the fairy out of him. <laughs> that's basically that's that's the logic there. It is, except for at least in in if you look at this part of the story, that to me that has some value. Putting your youngster on a shovel and throwing him over your shoulder, <laughs> I, I can't. That probably has no good outcome. If when my son was like six months old, and I went to the crib, and he was, <laughs> I was an old man in there. I don't, I really don't know what I do. Well, yes, you do. You got a wood stove, right? Oh, that's right. I got a shovel too. I got a shovel out there. <laughs> you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, was everyone just like high on shrooms twenty four seven back in the been. day? Like, why does my child have a beard now? <laughs> why is he smoking a pipe? Why does it smell? It smells like grandpa. Oh wait, it's a freaking baby smoking a pipe. We'll fix that. Oh, my God. It's horrible, though. Isn't that yeah, horrible? It is. I, there's no good that's going to come out of putting your baby on a shovel. But no. if you have, like, a baby that's difficult, I mean, and it happens. Uh, every baby has been difficult at some point. 
this side of the story where if your baby is cranky or needs extra attention, if you give it extra love and extra attention, that actually has a good outcome because it, you know, it yeah. helps it helps parents who get very frustrated. So you just said like if you saw an old man instead of your child, you'd be like, <laughs> what the hell? But like if you thought that your kid was taken for one moment, just think about that yep. horror, right? Yeah. You would do anything right to get yeah, to sure. get him back right like there wouldn't even be a question even if that meant you had to coddle an evil creature in order to get him back you would do that yes right? i would yeah a- so anybody would right or most so, people would um except for people who had an abundance of shovels <laughs> <laughs> or they did want to share their tobacco so aside from you know how to get your baby back be nice to your baby, threaten him with a shovel, you know, all all the, all the classic parenting techniques. You could also lessen your chances by doing a couple of things. Number one, get that baby baptized ASAP. Put a few extra dollars in the, in the collection plate. The other one was never leave your baby unattended ever at all, even when they're sleeping. Don't sleep. Yeah. Vigil 24-7. Yeah. Don't, don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> They could turn into something else. I mean, that's kind of not. How can you expect someone to do that? So if you couldn't, if you couldn't sit with them all night, uh, never fear, because you alluded earlier that fairies had an aversion to iron. So what you could do was just uh, right over the crib, just go ahead and dangle an open pair of iron scissors. <laughs> um, that will keep the fairies uh, from coming and changing your baby. Because, I mean, the fairies, they don't want to get stabbed by open scissors dangling over a baby's crib. Yeah, the baby will be fine. Don't worry about that. If iron is the thing, why not just, like, sew a little bit of iron into the blanket, right? Yeah, just a couple of them shavings that you used to put the, the, the magnet on. That's, that's all you need. Or just lay something near the crib. Does it really need to be blades dangling over the baby? Maybe people <laughs> just hated babies. They're like, oh, it's a changeling. Better get the shovel. Yeah, I don't know. We got <laughs> we got a make- changeling baby. <laughs> we got to make sure the baby isn't abducted. We're going to have to put some scissors over the baby. But anyway, that those those were the ideas for like how to not have your baby spirited away by evil beings. It is dark. Like I said, when I always hear about the fairies, there's always this fun loving thing of these these pranksters out in the woods trying to play tricks on you and this and that. And now you're talking about burning people with shovels and baby smoking pipes. Like I, <laughs> I never, like I said, I guess I don't understand now why I never heard this this side of the story before. Every story that I saw about the changelings was pre 1900, right? So yeah. In everyday life, just like hanging out, going up to McDonald's and stuff like that, you wouldn't hear about such and such being a changeling. But you would hear about such and such's grandfather who was berry picking and and yeah. got lost in the woods, right? So that's why I think like you never. <laughs> well, yeah, my my uncle's grandmother's neighbor, uh, their baby was a changeling, so they got he left the shovel and they burnt the ass right off. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so not funny. Like honestly, people murdered their children. Yeah, that is, that it's is so terrible. Sad. So why would parents uh, think that a baby is not theirs at all? Like what what motivation do you have for going, that ain't my baby, that's an old fairy, um, <laughs> to explain the unexplainable? Um, there's a lot of different syndromes that we know now have names that they didn't know about at that time that would explain like this doesn't look like a quote unquote normal child. So yeah. uh, it was unexplainable. So it was a way for them to kind of explain that. And then there used to be this uh, concept of maternal marking it was like a medical theory of uh, inheritance it's clearly they don't believe in it anymore but what it was was whatever the mother did when pregnant would directly impact the baby so here's here's a good example john merrick the elephant man they said his mother got scared by an elephant when he was pregnant and that's why john merrick was the elephant man that, that's the only logical explanation i think that's like a you're on the bottom stair and now you're stretching right on up to the fourth step. <laughs> but uh, that people people thought that like you know whatever the mother did uh, would affect the baby directly. What a guilt trip! If yeah. you're a Catholic, on top of that, forget it. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> if your if your child had some like affliction that you did not know how to explain. It was easier for people to think that it was something supernatural, something out of my control. The fairies did it, and that would yeah. alleviate the burden of it being, you know, it's my fault. Something yeah, I did. I made, done, yeah. 
Exactly. So, uh, and then also, you know, it might rid parents or, or family the guilt for shunning somebody or for causing harm to somebody because it wasn't my child or my friend or my family member. It was an evil fairy. Yeah. You know, it's you distance yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess at the time, the, the, you know, the science wasn't there and the medical knowledge wasn't there. So it had to come up with a reason and it can't be G, it, it can't be me. So it has to be something. So yeah. it must be the little, the little fellows. Well, I mean, it's not like they didn't have doctors at all. Like I, I read about this in, in, in crossing with all this fairy research that, uh, do you know who John Locke is? Not from, not from Lost, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wheelchair. Walking in. <laughs> No, but he's named John Locke from Lost is named from John Locke, the philosopher slash physician, right? Okay. He now he's kind of like before most of our stories take place. He's like sixteen something to seventeen something. That's that's when he lived, but he was a philosopher and a physician, and he seriously pondered whether uh, people who were what he called mentally delayed have souls, and should they even be considered a separate species from human. He was a doctor, okay? Okay. So theories and thoughts and science has made great leaps and bounds. But yeah. at the time, people like this dude would think like, can we even consider this person a person? You yeah. know? Um, you so believe him because he's an expert in the field at the time. That's right. So if yeah. he's thinking that, then why wouldn't you think that? Yeah. You know? But, you know, what the fairies actually were, I mean, I'll go on the record right now. I, I don't believe in fairies. I really, I don't think it's, it's a... It's a, it's a real thing. Uh, I, I think these stories are probably used, or was this a way uh, of, I wouldn't say mind control, but you, know, you, say to your, you, say, you say to your kid, don't get lost in the woods, or why, why can't I go wandering in the woods? All the fairies will get you. Well, who are the fairies? And then probably kind of went from there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think that's part of the reason. What it, another way, if someone actually did get lost in the woods, somebody who you know was quote-unquote you know, an experienced berry picker or an experienced hunter or whatever, and he got lost in the woods, well... Pride would say, "Well, I didn't get lost in the woods. Uh, the mystical fairies led me astray, right?" So, I mean, right, could right, be a, a, a reason, right? So, another theory that, that you know people came up with, or another way to use fairies to explain something, was that sometimes you know horrible people would do horrible things. Um, you know, a horrible person would, would kidnap a child for whatever reason, and uh, you know, when the child came back or when whatever came back, they said it was the fairies got him, and that's what explained the. The time he was the, that child was away, so that was a theory as to where the fairy stories became as, as, mm-hmm. a, as a way for bad people to explain bad things. Right. No, nobody wants to be faced uh, front on with the most horrible thing that you can imagine. It's yeah. easier to say like uh, it wasn't such and such from our nice little village. It was you know a, a pure evil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you know probably some people are just making stories up because they like telling ghost stories, they like telling stories yeah. to make it sound like this and. Like I said, I'm I'm sure the fairy stories as they're passed down, there's always stuff that's added to it, and and it makes it sound even more more uh, a better story than it was in, in in originally, right? And and they probably have a little bit of truth in there, and that always yep. makes it a little bit more believable. So a guy probably you know the story started as a guy went berry picking and got lost, and and next thing you know he was lost for five days, and he went the wrong way, and the fairies and just kept going from there and there and there, and it ends up being this big long tale about little mm. people taking them and listening to music, chanting in the woods and, and being around a big ring and the fair right. flowers, you know, and story just grows from there. So I'm Purple sure monkey dishwasher. Purple monkey dishwasher, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things. I, I don't believe in it. I think it's very interesting and I do enjoy reading the stories. I didn't, I don't like it as much now that I heard so much about the changelings. But <laughs> Leave it to me to be like, oh, I'm going to make this creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- I think you're you're exactly right, though. Like, it's a lot of um, ways to control people or to explain things that people do not want to be faced with. Exactly. Um, I think it's also a, an effective way for perpetuating this societal construct. Let's pretend we're smart for a sec. So uh, if, if everybody in the community believes in the same thing, the community as a whole is stronger. Right. So if you're disparate all over the place and you believe in fairies and you don't believe in fairies and you're a Protestant and you're a Catholic, God forbid. Right. <laughs> if everybody is all different, then then the society has has too many weak spots to kind of break down. But if you all believe in the same thing, it strengthens your communal bond. And e- even if it seems ridiculous, like the fairies, I don't think there's anyone on Earth who truly believes that the fairies are a thing. But. Oh. I disagree. I think my my grandfather's neighbor's 
uh, horse with great grandfather's horse, please. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but e- even if they do seem ridiculous, people will tend to agree with the people around them. So sure. there was uh, an experiment called the Ash Conformity Experiment. It was done in 1951, but it's it's a classic. So in this experiment, uh, you get seven participants. One of them is the subject, and six of them are in on it. They they know what's going okay. on, right? They're shown a line on a on a board, and then three other lines. And you have to say which of the three lines matches the length of the first line. So the subject is always the last person to pick. So the first couple of times, it's pretty obvious this is the right line, and everybody picks, and everybody agrees. And then eventually, they get to a really ridiculous. Like they'll have like a six inch line, and everyone will say the 12 inch line is the same length. Like okay. it's clearly not each of the people that are in on it. They'll say, you know, the 12 inch line, this is the one. And in 75% of the cases, the subject will agree yeah. with everybody else, even though it's clearly obvious that it's not. Yeah. Some guy will say, you're a bunch of changelings if you believe that. <laughs> I notice you're all smoking pipes and you all have beards now. <laughs> Yeah, then he'll try and leave, but he won't be able to get out of the room. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably another, like, it's probably started as stories, right? And then yep. people believed it, and then more people believed it, and then you want to be part of that group because you don't want to be an outsider, so you believe it too. Except overall, for the most part, when you when you don't listen to the changeling side of it, you, you block that part out. It's mostly just fun stories, right? And people like telling stories, and there's people that are good storytellers, so... Some people are really fun storytellers, and other people yeah. just ruin the day. <laughs> it was all fun and games till the shovel came out. <laughs> so that that's the fairies. It's They're yeah. weird. It's, it's weird for all kinds of reasons. It's pretty localized in one uh, area of Newfoundland, right? Even though we, sh- we pretty much share the same uh, heritage. The stories themselves are weird. Everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who was taken by the fairies. And uh, just the, the whole reason behind like why why you would even uh, have such stories. It's all weird and interesting. Yeah, so like I said, we hope everybody listening, uh, if you've never heard of the fairies before, I hope you're enlightened from this story. And, uh, and if anybody has any stories about fairies that would like to send them along, by all means, please do so. Bonus point, if you yourself were taken by the fairies. Yeah, if you yourself are taken by the fairies and are willing to uh, be interviewed with us, we will do a bonus have you live on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. I won't be live, obviously. But... It'll be live after I uh, edit everything out. All the swears. All the swears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely let us know. Um, our email is someweirdpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at someweirdpod. Let us know. Let us know if you know the weirdest stories. Let us know if you know a changeling. If you are a changeling, that'd be even better. Are you a changeling? And you'll drop your pants and see the big bird on you. <laughs> yeah, yep, you're a changeling, all right. But uh, no, if you got any ideas for any future episodes, by all means, please send them along. Or if you have any comments, like you said, send them to the uh, addresses described earlier. Other than that, I think that was a fun episode. All fun and games till someone breaks out the shovel. <laughs> till that baby smoking the pipe. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Some weird, bye. Some weird. <laughs>